Season 3, Episode 10, A Triad of Influence, Power, Knowledge and Truth. And a warning, content on the influence of sex and culture on workplace boundaries is discussed in this episode. We're back to sexual boundaries, Sarah exclaims. We never left, Trage concedes. Trage presents the influence of Foucault's postmodernistic view on our understanding of the triad of influence, power, knowledge and truth. The mix of knowledge and power creates a truth when espoused as fact by, say, a politician, medical specialist, or famous person in a privileged position, plans Trage. And it is most alarming when these people leverage these influences to execute nefarious deeds or satisfy sexual needs. Alan clarifies, in these cases, sexual coercion may be used as an expression of dominance and power. Trage prompts the team to reflect on Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, a 1943 theory of motivation, and suggests this negates the discussion on sex as a motivator for action. Yet sex is primal, fundamental, and likely a behavioural driver influencing many activities that should be considered in the workplace. Those in the most elite positions find that their poor behaviour is permissible, says Sarah. The team reflect on the phenomenon of precarious masculinity, a reaction of aggression if an idea of manhood is threatened. Trage explains case law when there are transgressions that are sexual in nature by those who are in a position of power. Sarah reflects on the God complex and how workplace culture can reinforce ideas through confirmation bias. Yeah, yeah, willing and able. DJ Code Red, Sabre. We're going to get this started. Yeah. This is how we starting it. Let's get started. 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 Who's going to start this? We're going to start this. Hello and welcome to the Why Work podcast series. You are listening to Trace Fetkovsky, Sarah Pazell and Alan Girl. So Trace, I think we're getting we're getting better at managing bad behaviour from a legal perspective. With psychosocial uh, frameworks, codes of practice, there's more awareness, legal precedent. Yes. Broadly, you're saying that that it's the cognizance, the awareness about it is increasing. I think we're we're recognising what is inappropriate behaviour and we're calling it out loud and saying that's inappropriate behaviour and we're... Uh, There's consequences for people who engage in inappropriate behaviour. But I do worry that the the pendulum, or what's happening at the moment, is the the consequences are devastating. Still Uh, devastating, but then, and and the media, right? So when you're sharing this information, when you you take a soundbite and put it elsewhere. Mm. Yes. And and politicise something. Like we're seeing in Brittany Higgins' cases, everything alleged, I'm not making any claims other than where there's a lot of mess in conversation. It's yeah. proliferated and it just seems ugly, messy, tangled. And mm, this can happen yeah. in the workplace. It can happen, you've mentioned Ben Robert Smith. It's like who said, she said, what said, and then sharing it and mm. making it public access. You talked about in season two, Alan and Trace, mm. you talked about fat shaming. And instead of, I think you said, instead of like, whoa, let me wind this back, hang mm. on, I need, I, just apologize and leave it, mm. but don't meme it, don't Facebook it, you know, have you watched Facebook's out on Netflix right now, the story of Facebook, and, you know, it started with somebody sharing a bra cup size about a girl that rejected, dear Zuckerman, right? It started from this kind of stuff, and then it just went 
wild, yes. right? Yes. And you have to pay things out, that's right? Um, so that's the mess of of just not just stop. Yeah. Put a lid on it, right? Yeah. And yeah. I think that's what you're talking a little bit about. Well, if if someone engages. Brittany Higgins is a, a very difficult one because you're talking there about alleged um, rape. Yeah, alleged, alleged. rape, uh, which is which is a terrible thing, of course. But we've got in the Senate at the moment where one of the senators has been accused of pinching other senators on the bottom, which is, of course is, uh-uh. is it's yeah bad behaviour. Hey, I told you I was a waitress. Completely unacceptable. Right? Yeah, in, a, in an Italian restaurant in Melbourne while yeah. I was it was my second job, yeah. and I'd walk through yeah. the kitchen and the chef would pinch my butt and go, "Hey, americana." Well, and well, I had to just dart and, and divert it, where and, I walked. And there were so many plates and food and and indeed there are so many stories of those incidents around service and let's just say people without power or blue collar scenarios. I think where you're taking us is where I want us all to go is where we get into that high end boundary violations, that top end More boundary lines. violations. I'm talking about for those of you, um, so who got who was fortunate enough to study Michel Foucault in their undergraduate years? What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, like I do that. I'm, I'm planning uh, a uh, PhD on that, Trish. Uh, uh, tell us about uh, it. Listeners might then get an insight as to where I'm from. But M- Michel Foucault, a critical theorist, of course, contra empiricists and all those <laughs> science boffins. Oh, you're going to have to explain all that. <laughs> so Please. Michel Foucault had um, helped a lot of things, but one of the most interesting things was he designed his view of the way the world worked in terms of if you are in a position of power or vice versa if you've attained the requisite knowledge you therefore are going to be in a position of power that's called the power knowledge nexus then he added a third element to it so if you're obviously in a position of power because you have that knowledge and immediately you'd be thinking of doctors specialists anyone in a position of power probably that's one of the most well, in terms of fiduciary relationships, that's an extreme sense. You are power and knowledge. Then you add, therefore, if you have power and knowledge, you then create a triad once you add truth. Clearly, if you're in a position of power... Power, knowledge be, and truth. Well, you create... Well, therefore, what well, you, you say... you create a truth. Well, so you it must be true because you're in a position... right. You're in a position of power... Because you've attained that knowledge, so whether you're a politician or a surgeon... All right, we see that everywhere. A good soundbite, and therefore it becomes a truth, right? Yeah, but if you said it with respect, Sarah, or if I said it <laughs> with respect, Trace, or if Alan said it, but when a very famous person, yeah, perhaps, yeah. or... When I say famous, I don't mean Tinseltown. I'm talking about whether it's an IVF specialist or whether it's a psychiatrist, whether you're a prison psychologist... With any psychologist, when you say things to your patient, A, you're in a position of power, mm. B... So others are vulnerable. I just want to... Correct. I just want to cement this. Yeah. A position of power implies that somebody else has vulnerabilities. Absolutely. Okay. Well, but certainly you're not on the same level. Not... Right. You are elevated by virtue of your status. Not hence equal. The power. You're a doctor, hence the knowledge. So this is in healthcare we're talking about now. We'll talk about healthcare. We'll talk about the legal profession. We are talking about boundaries being crossed at the workplace, but not at the Italian restaurant. <laughs> not at... The mafiosa, my grandmother's oh, kitchen be, oh, well, table. I think, I, I think the cement boots would come in then if somebody <laughs> uh, violated somebody there. The hotel no, shootout. I'm not talking about the ordinary course of work. 
I'm talking about the extraordinary course of work. Those who have been elevated to the most privileged positions, and this is what the Foucauldian postmodernist concept of if you're in a position of power, yes. if you retain that knowledge, you then create truths, you're about as close as, as to God as you're going to get by virtue of your status. It's when those individuals cross boundaries. Like? Specifically sex Okay, we're back to sexual boundaries. Okay. We never left, Sarah. We never left. We've always Which stayed there. Bring okay. me back to this. Let's just go back a bit. Let's go back to 1943. What oh, were Ma- okay, like right. yesterday. What right. were Maslow's... I just need to let you know right now, right here. Right here, right now. What a great song. knowledge of history. Uh, no, a little bit better one. geography. No, no, no. My, because I traveled back and forth to the U.S. and Australia, and I missed core history classes, and I'm sitting here watching something on television or, or you Which know, Jamie, one of those. Jamie travels in oh, time. Jamie. Yeah, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie. Jamie. The Outlander travels and in the time. I could learn about time in a really satisfactory way that way, but <laughs> but in history. Where I'd are learn the sexual about boundaries no, there? So, are we talking about precarious men? Well, there's no precarious. It's Jamie. It's Jamie. Yeah. My, and we'd, we'd sit there. Oh, yeah. It's Jamie. <laughs> it's Jamie. It's time there's travel. No, there's no violence. He's offering no me aggression. time travel so I can learn history. Because, Correct. okay, so my father will sit there and go, I'll go, I'll ask a question. And he just pauses and looks at me like, how can you be my daughter? How do you not know this in life? And I'm just like, I traveled. I wasn't in history class, okay? Well, you uprooted me in and out of school all the time. Well, we're going to take you back to... 1943. Um, what happens in 1943? Well, that's when Maslow published his Hierarchy of Needs. Okay, all right. And let's just have a quick recap for and our so listeners. Like what what needs, are they? What, I, what are the foundation. Pro- I need, please, I need protection what are foundations and safety. Needs? And needs to know. No, no. Where are they? There's... Um, Alan, you'd know what they are. I need food and shelter. Thank you. Food, shelter. These are basic needs, right? Mm. Normally, and school are taught food, shelter, clothing, obviously, because we don't uh, have hair. Um, I, <laughs> more or less. Food, shelter, clothing. Some safety, but, some, a little, then I moved to like some belonging. Yeah, oh, before we and, move that. No, okay, before we move up to safety, protection and yeah, safety right, and belonging right. and dignity, there is one that nobody talks about. What? Possibly because, you know, I guess it's a... it's a. Oh, you mean uh, sexual needs? Sex is never or rarely mentioned. In, it's physiological. It's base. It's primitive reproduction. So but you're saying we're, taught, we're too shy to say the well, word? Well, certainly at school the S word was never... When I was inducted oh, no, no, into okay. the Maslow's needs, no, I, we didn't mention sex. I think this is really interesting in, in, in terms of three. work design, right? Because mm. there's a lot of talk about safety. There's a lot of talk of safety, mm. critical issues. And then there's talk at the other spectrum of health and well-being, you know, and then this this spectrum of like you know what do we do for for our physiological health meaning just physical cognitive psychosocial but if we're too scared to talk Mm. about the fact that sex is going to be at the base of this maslow's hierarchical Mm. needs we're too scared to talk about what boundaries can transpire or be Mm. tested and we get a little bit too scared to to talk about the drivers in life and what makes things fun what are our sensory needs and preferences, and that this is going to be a thing because we're in a social system. Yep. An organization is a social system when you're thinking about performance. So, so this exists. So, so it's not, the, do, they, do these the needs change with age? 
No, let's get back to the basic needs, all the aspirational Mine things don't. and protection <laughs> and, and a greater world and, and, you know, utilitarianism and eventually to utopia. But, but I think Trajus does because, no. you know, the, um, it was Look, just... Take no. this away. It's been, unlike Alan's He's example... again. See, unlike Alex's example before with, with Henrietta and Part 19 of the Properly Law Act, and that was wasn't work-related. I'm bringing this issue raised by Alan into a work context... Okay, tell us about ...purely it. because... Our educators, and I'm throwing it out there, were so that we didn't start to talk about introducing the S word into these basic needs. And this is why and, I believe... And it's generational too, isn't yeah. it? Like, Well, here we are in the 20th century. education has changed but, a but lot. But this is why I believe there's so much organisational dysfunction and... Hold on, can I, wait, can wait, I understand what, what you... Because I'm yeah. confused. Who's going to start this? We're going to start this. Are you saying if we talked more about sex, there would be less sexual harassment? I'm saying, wouldn't it be nice to, if we could wind the clock back and if we introduced in Maslow's teachings, sex, perhaps we may have gotten onto that, no, there are boundaries and we don't do that. And so there are real drivers and we correct. can just talk about it and we can understand. So the, you're t- I'm trying yeah. to, I always look at things Let's with a filter. Let's talk about it, baby. Well, t- I always think about it as a, with a filter of design. So yeah, I'm thinking, okay. I don't okay. mean in terms of birds and bees, Sarah. No, 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 no I mean no, in terms of behaviour. Behaviours. And this is where Not I just think. biological, but we just said it doesn't have to be biological. What's the... the, yeah. the culture that arises yeah. what's influenced masculinity femininity everything in between right what's what's influenced yeah. because the reason why i say all this is in no behavior. more than any other group stop it no. <laughs> what i'm talking about is those in the most elite and privileged positions whether they're politicians and, and i think that it's just permissible right the me too movement Correct. people just thought i gave so, you many stories and i only gave you the tip of the iceberg of some yeah. of my own experiences and, that's and like, people in power you know one of the discussions coming out of Brittany higgins is saying they should have cameras in in parliament i mean no. like it's, oh, oh, of course they should no no what i'm talking about is i mean no <laughs> as in like emphatic oh, it's just unbelievable that oh. we, we've had to that we're addressing these issues where it should be a given that that's right. Ma- maybe I'm a bit Pollyanna about it, but when once you are in that public arena, you just so don't if you miss go behind. into a courtroom in, into a Queensland courtroom, they're recording all the time, every yeah, single yeah, day yeah, of yeah. the day. On recording. our roadworks, there's a lot of cameras more than we yeah. realise. But, but tell us the case. Okay. What's that's the case? right. There's more no, cameras no, on the Bruce Highway than there is in our parliament. You know these house. smart yeah. lights, but, right? But is that absurd? We shouldn't no. need to. Have that many cameras because it should be a position of trust. It's a security thing. It should be, exactly. But my point to this is... we recognise the human factors and the real drivers and there are both biological and cultural drivers that propel us towards sex, right? It's a thing and so we better put in protection for design. And a a desire to dominate and And often the the misbehaviour is comes from a desire to dominate. Well, and that's if we're talking about adverse behaviour, non-consensual, yeah. then correct. Okay, uh, what's the that, case? It's work, and work is work. Case, you keep speaking in the singular. Case Sarah. is. What have you got I'm for I'm drowning us, in cases. That's, this is a challenge. I am actually shocked. This week has been a week of revelations for me. <laughs> Reveal to us. What like, have you got? You know, you've heard of the occasional case who, let's not mince our words, has, has, well, let's mince our words a bit, has an affair <laughs> with the patient. You've heard of stories of psychiatry. Uh, when I say stories, these are court-reported decisions. Of the psychiatrist who then meets his patient at a cafe and talks about past sexual behaviours. The well, next look, minute, there's a transgression into the bedroom. We've heard about the GP. Up next the, minute, 
Moves fast. Yeah, we've heard about the recent G- the decision was only handed down this year or last year about the GP up the Sunshine Coast who ended up not only having intimate relations with his patient but also then bought a house for her children and her to live, pay four hundred dollars a week rent. Cheap and, these days. And this is where it got before the um, the medical health tribunal, and then prescribe powerful drugs for her. So essentially he this doctor was the treating physician, was the landlord. And the lover and was also, through the whole process. <laughs> okay. All of these well I don't know, we'll just not go that far. But my point is all of these cases And why would you want that? Why would you want that? But you know, we talked about Yes, but okay, let's so get back this? to the elite. So you talk you're talking so, about, you're so, talking about so, medical so, practitioners oh, no. who feel like they're God. In some of these you're talking, talking about, about anyone who is in a position so of power. Just use, use the example that you've you've led with. Yes. For a psychiatrist, mm. um, because they can prescribe drugs. So for GP, a psychiatrist or, yeah, GP. or a GP, if they Feel a, a, a romant- they feel romantic towards someone who's a patient. Mm. It's just extremely dangerous at that moment in time. Very, very well, dangerous. And we, I suppose what they should be doing on. is refer them on, yeah, refer yeah, them yeah. to they a should. colleague um, so that they're freed of those responsibilities. They should, but what strikes me is the amount of boundary violations. I've just got a snapshot of 2010 to 2020 just in Victoria. It just goes on and on and on. These are some examples. Psychology board, multiple boundary breaches for unwanted sexual advances with a tutor. Psychology board, psychology board, psychology board. There's a lot of psychology boards. Then there are medical boards. These people are the most trusted health practitioners, and yet there is a plethora of recent decisions. So we've been spending the last, well, the last, certainly the last season, the last couple of episodes just talking about workers generally, but inherently this is work and a very, very privileged workplace, yet I just keep finding cases of transgressions, sexual in nature, with those who are in a position of power and Um, do have that knowledge and hold therefore that truth and let's talk about things like in human factors we talk about confirmation bias where there's there's beliefs that continually get reinforced culturally socially so whether you think about it's masculinity or whatever the issue is and you're talking about people in power who start to believe that they're god they're Mm. treated like god their their ideas are held in high esteem they're speaking a truth a perceived truth or an accepted and even when it's like you know the emperor has no clothes well we were told you know, the emperor mm. the emperor really <laughs> has so, got a divine wardrobe, but in fact he has no clothes. But we just keep this confirmation bias. And so people Confirmation start bias. Confirmation Ooh, confirmation bias. So it's a, a human factors aspect. There's all types of different biases that can affect decision making, right? Mm. Cogent, prudent decision making. Hindsight bias, oh, yeah. yes, that's right. Though, so that's... when when you interpret favor or recall information in such a way that it, it just continues to support your values or beliefs, and you tend to, tend to surround yourself with people who might confirm your beliefs. You want to be told you're right, you seek that out. And then for folks who are in a position of power, there's a lot of yes people around them, right? So they feel like mm. what they're saying, what they're doing, everything gets rewarded, approved. Maybe the boundaries get pushed a little bit. Oh, there's no 
adverse action. Well, all mm. right, all right. This is permissible. Test a bit more. You test a little bit more. You test a little bit more. I mean, you you have you have this in a whole nother scenario where you where uh, you know I know of many stories where um, maybe somebody who works in accounts starts to cook the books a little bit and gets away mm. with a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more and so you test this out and and you're still told that you're doing a good job etc right so you it's about testing boundaries but confirmation bias is just this reinforcement right. of beliefs regardless of testing the truth against scientific evidence you name it this is an emotional pull it's why marketing and branding strategy is so effective we advertise mm. Just play on the emotional pull of viewers, and mm. you get a, the effect is that you get a, 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 your desired outcomes are reinforced, right? Well, Alan, getting back to your like the consequences, and you said more and more people understand it. The with these boundary violations, and let's not mean so. And there's overconfidence that comes from this when you, when you power, get away. Power. That's so right. You're in that yeah. position. You've got that confidence. So with all of these boundary violations, and these are all squarely sexual in nature, these violations. So the inappropriateness is whether it's intimate relations or lewd, unwanted remarks or whatever. They're all sexual in nature. With all of these cases, and there's lots. Um, it, it would, in fact, we could devote a whole season if we unpacked every single case. That's the part that frightens me. These are these aren't one off. These aren't mm. I've plucked a needle out of a haystack. All of them had the consequences, like two year disqualifications, twelve month suspensions, counselling. So there were significant penalties. Uh, you use the word significant. I'm about to. Uh, Expand on your use of the word significant. Okay. These are significant. Cancellations, cancellations, disqualifications, six-month cancellations, suspensions. They're all significant because you are deprived of earning. Now I'm going to tell you about something that... And embarrassed and everything else. Oh, yeah, and the whole world... I think... I think it, 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 so you're a former prosecutor. Yeah, punishment should suit the crime, shouldn't it? You agree with that? Concept? Absolutely. And all okay. of these I, I get, and I'm about to lead to a, something shocking. So for Shock. all of those cases you just read out... Disqualification, um, reprimand... They would find it all very difficult to get employment. And with, a, with that sort of thing on your record... I oh, don't Do forget we're, we're dealing with e experts. We're, we're dealing with professional people who, and the current health shortage, I would suggest it may be difficult, but eventually you'll find work, whether and, but, you're a private practitioner or not. Well, I suppose if you're a doctor, you'll always get a job with Queensland Government. Look, the thing is, so suspensions, therapies, cancellations, 18 months, they reapplied, registration uh, cancelled, but disqualified for 15 months, reprimands. So you've got like, rebukes, censures. Well, we, we've, got, we've got a case on and, that's in the media at the moment, and it might be resolved by the time this goes to air. Uh, where a female teacher's been yep. accused, been charged with grooming a child. Oh. She might be found not guilty. Again, another so power, be, knowledge, truth. Well, my point is she might be found not guilty, but the damage that's being done to her at mm. the moment, it's just enormous. Yes. And her photo is, her picture oh. is in the media. Oh, but so who, who would not recognise her if they saw her? So Yes, I know. So, so the reputational loss of oh, guilt. But, it's not, but it's not just a, a trivial loss. I mean, that's that's the the damage that's been done to her. Your whole just community, enormous. how you and she interact. hasn't even had a trial yet. No, far more oh, I don't think fashion. you should be able to publish it. I mean, I don't. Not until no. you know. Yeah. So uh, imagine you have this confirmation bias, and then suddenly you're found 
to be wrong about something and then this whole mental schema just dismantles mm. it's like what hang oh, on this is not this is mm. how how can i i've always been allowed this so i yeah, think there's a real good. breakdown in terms of your knowledge of who you are and what you are and what you stand for for those who are willing to look within some you may find narcissistic personality behaviors mm. that continue to find an excuse about why everybody else is wrong mm. but so, anyway tell us, indeed, tell us and i was i was just more interested though a the amount of these sex boundary violations or, or breaches or indiscretions, call them what you like, these blurred lines, just the amount. But we all always want the, that song, Blurred Lines, we, we don't we? We, keep, keep yeah, going we keep going back, going back to it. Because okay. it is. Life's pretty blurry. And that's, that's without <laughs> any alcohol. And so, so, you know, you've got all the results of punishment, uh, so your disqualifications, your cancellations, counselling, reprimands, all these things. But I'm going to really up the ante, and I found this one yesterday. So they're all health practitioners, um, so psychologists, doctors, whether they're general practitioners or specialists. We're now we're getting this really serious punishment. In the UK, an English lawyer has been struck off the role over non-criminal acts of sexual misconduct. Okay, so these are non-criminal. So sending lurid text, suggestive text messages, just being an on, idiot. On, uh, am I to to accept this as unwanted? Is that what I'm Completely to assume? Completely unwanted. unwanted. So, a, so a senior staff member yeah. to a junior, a teenage staff member, okay. a female staff member, sending So a me, a me Too movement kind of thing. All right. Just essentially don't do it, but he's done it. But the punishment was a strike-off. Now, Alan, now tell us, what tell does me it what, mean tell when me you strike-off? Well, that means he's completely buggered. He's, he can't work in the law anymore. Um, he's no longer a lawyer. He's no longer so a he's lawyer. He's not suspended so or not, censured. But it wasn't criminally. It wasn't found no, criminally no, that's the wrong. Point of, this, this is, is where we're going. And then yet it was... Yet it was bad enough. It was deemed to be so wrong by the legal fraternity, right? Well, it's yes, got to be something me... more than sending texts. No, 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 no. That's exactly what they were like. He, he there was no physical, so there was no assault. Hence, we'd be in right. the criminal jurisdiction there. No, we are dealing with intimate, detailed messages and videos being sent to a teenage colleague. Videos. But still, Teen, but teenage still colleague. But still teenage not colleague. criminal. You don't get many teenagers no. in the workplace. 18, 19. All right, okay. First year, second year law, whatever. Okay. Mm. No, no, no. But it still seems young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's very young. That's, but it could be yeah. admiss. Does it say a lawyer or an admiss? No, no person? it was just a staff, staff member, teenage you don't know, colleague. You don't know what you don't know. The what term role. used was colleague. You don't know what role they had. Right. It's irrelevant. Work is work. Work is work. work I'm just thinking work. about the age. That's all. Yeah. Well, this is, might explain. It did go to trial, so that so this is somebody who's fighting this. And perhaps as you would, because if you're so going to be struck off, wait, wait, yeah, wait, wait, wait. Your story. yeah. So the consequence, but, the punishment, wasn't a cancellation. It wasn't a reprimand or a as we call it in law. Say was it just civils? No, it doesn't say how old he is. I can find out, but he was much older. Let's just say that, much older. But none of that matters. The point is you've got, I should say was none of that matters. Was there a civil payout? His career was only 16 years. Now, that doesn't mean he didn't start law late in life, but let's, yeah. assume, let's assume he started law nor, in, say, normal, say, be about close to 40. Right, so let's say he's got 20 years yet left. To practice as a lawyer. So he can now, he has to now, find a new job. So, it was, you know, I say the punishment should suit the crime. So he 
can't work now for 20 years. That's his punishment. As a I lawyer. mean, you don't even get that for murder. So, so it's interesting because there the were 70, 70 allegations. He was a persistent. 70. He was annoying. Se- same person. Yeah, yeah. To almost 20. So teenager, 19. Still, not the issue here. The ban was always on the cards. It is known that the regulators have been uncomfortable with financial penalties, but this idea of and striking off was going to be, for me, I think, suggestive of we're going to send a very strong message about this because the tribunal said this, the two dangers, and they use the word danger, the two dangers that lurk for solicitors engaging in sexual conduct with others within the firm. Now, you might think, if you've got two consenting adults, because that's engaging with oh, us in the firm. Yeah, go on. Yeah. But the two dangers are for solicitors engaging in sexual conduct with others within the firm are first, lack of consent, and secondly, abuse of power. And that's why I introduced Foucault today. So it's not just about being a pain and annoying somebody and clearly that person's not consenting. You've got to ask the question, who are you? Well, you really don't have that power. Does that really you have just... to happen, though, in relationships? I mean, we've no, gone no, beyond this that, is, haven't the, we? This but, is uh, but uh, the consequences. But adding to the power disparity. Yeah, we're yeah, talking, yeah. so this person clearly knew or ought to have known, you just don't do that. So, Trage, if... You just don't. If, if two people had met through Tinder mm. and... Uh, one of them was older and kept sending the other one texts, putting aside for the moment that you could just block them, should they lose their employment, their future employment for 20 years? This is work. This was work to work, colleagues. That's, so the, that's the distinction, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's but, right. But So what would, what punishment would suit the crime if the, it was uh, two people that met on Tinder? Oh, well, for me, it would be that, that nuisance and that annoyance stuff. It would have to be, hopefully, you know, the police could investigate something like that, you know. They're, they're, right, so what would be the punishment? What, what do you think would be a fair oh, punishment? Oh, you just ban them from all use of... Um, you couldn't use Tinder anymore. You'd exchange that information. I, if, yeah, if I lock were... Them out. Right, lock so them out. Lock them out. Do the right thing. And let your other... Working. And look, look lo- let's... Well, Let's let's it's talk not a work related matter. Well, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about the work system in this, okay? Because I'm certainly compassionate toward this young woman who had to take this all the way to Absolutely. a regulator. I mean, that's Absolutely. horrible. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm often trying to have a balanced view about what work system enabled this. Who's going to start this? We're going to start this. Press play and plug in the microphone cable. Next up is the crew willing and able. Satisfying your thirst. Come and clean on the verse precise and rehearse. Toys again and first. We hope you enjoyed that episode of Why Work. You've been listening to Trage, Sarah and Alan. And if you'd like to know more about some of the things we've talked about today, please subscribe and we'd be more than happy to provide you with information and other things that may interest you. Please be aware that none of the matters we've talked about today should be construed as legal advice or any other type of advice. We're just here to talk about all things related to work. See you next time.